Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Tonight, I'm going to minister on uh, what's called steps of faith. You know, obviously, we've been talking about the parable of the sower, you know, the four different types of ground. This last Sunday, we took an exam. We took that heart exam, and, and hopefully, you examined your heart when, uh, you know, you heard the word. And, and tonight, we're actually going to, we're going to take another test. We're going to take the, the test of faith. We're going to see where our faith is actually at. So, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of school, so I'm not, you know, I like giving the test rather than taking the test, amen. But, you know, when you're going through the and studying this out and, and putting it together, it's, it's, it's examining my heart as well, which is a good thing. So uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, you can turn there. We're just going to talk about one scripture there. But this is really the, the, the goal of tonight is to give our faith a checkup. And again, make sure that we don't get, just get in a rut with one thing. And, and here's what 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says. It says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. And it says to test yourself. And so again, as you're listening tonight, we want to we hold up the mirror of the Word of God and we want to examine ourselves and make sure that we're in, in, in faith. And we're going to talk about the various steps of faith, which it'll seem pre- pretty elementary, the three steps. Um, but again, it's just, are we doing those steps and, and kind of where are you at, you know, in the process and whatnot. So uh, again, if... if we want to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. That word rooted simply means, it means to be established deeply and firmly. And that's where we want to be. Remember we, when we talked about the four types of soil, we want to be that good ground so what, that when the seed of the Word of God goes into our heart, it can take root and it can get planted deeply and firmly. So when any adversities or any challenges of life come, you can, you can go through those because again, you are founded on the rock, on, on, the, word of, on the Word of God. On the other hand, you know, we can get in a rut, you know, and that word rut means it's, it's a habit or a pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive, and it's hard to change. And, and you think about it, you know, you think out in maybe the middle of a field. If you've got a, a truck that continues to drive the, the same path over and over and over, it, it, it starts to develop some ruts in there, you know, and, or maybe you're going down a gravel road and, and you get sucked over into the side, you get sucked into a rut, and, and that can take you off course. And, and so again, as we examine our hearts here with, with you know, the, the steps of faith, we don't want to get into a rut of, of thinking God only has one way of doing things. You you know, there's, there's only one God, obviously. There's, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but he's got different methods in how he brings victory and, and answers to prayer in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, so we're going to talk about the three steps of faith tonight. And I actually was studying this out and, and came across it, a message. I don't know if you've all heard of a gal named Nancy Dufresne. So her husband is the late Ed Dufresne. And, and I didn't know uh, she was a minister. And I'm telling you what, she's just a powerful te- word of faith teacher. And just so grounded and, and, and balanced where she'll kind of tell the realities of, of real life and how things are as well as mix it with faith and whatnot. She kind of tells on herself, which I like. I, I just love that transparency and whatnot. So again, you know, I listened to this message by Nancy and then just kind of put some of my own spin on it as well. So we're going to start out in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, a very well-known scripture. Uh, in the King James, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And we all know that, that faith is a walk. 
You know, and, and when you're walking, there's, there's a lot of things going on. You know, when you're an adult and, and standing upright and whatnot, you don't really think about all the, the balancing and all the things that, that are going on. But if you've, if you've ever had children, you know, when they grow up and they're toddlers, you know, when they're starting to learn how to, how to walk and, and they're, they're unbalanced and they're, they're falling all the time and, and whatnot, you know, you learn that there's balance. My mom is, is 85 years old. I, I called her on the way to work earlier today. And uh, the Saturday before Easter Sunday, uh, she actually took a bad spill. She was out at my sister's house and, and had her arms full and, and, of course, you know, wearing some shoes that she shouldn't be wearing because her balance is a little bit off. And, and man, she just literally face-planted, she said, and, and had a big, you know, egg up on, on this side of her face and her eye was swollen shut. And they called me, you know, they were at the emergency room and, and whatnot. They thought they were going to have to keep her overnight. Uh, they thought they were, she was going to have, have to have plastic surgery and all this, but, but we prayed the prayer of faith, and, and she got out that night, and, you know, when I called her today, uh, she was like, yeah, you know, my, my face obviously looked like I, I, I got beat up, but I'm totally fine, and, and she's going to physical therapy for her shoulder from, you know, just a, a different thing, and her physical therapist is like, you've got to start walking with a walker, and you could tell that was absolutely not going to happen, you know, so you, you see where the stubbornness and, and a little bit of the rebellious attitude has come from, and, and it's been passed on to the, the next generation as well, but that's a good thing, because when you get stubborn and, and, and hooked onto the Word of God, um, you know, it'll take you far, but, but what, what, why do I tell you that story. We want to stay balanced and we don't want to fall on our face. Amen. We don't want to have that happen. Um, So in the NIV version, it says this, it says, we live by faith, not by sight. So again, the King James says, walk by faith. The NIV says, live by faith. This faith, it's a lifestyle. That's, that's how we live. That's how we operate as faith people. You know, we serve a God of faith. and, And again, that's how we operate. So as we get into these three steps of faith, the first step is very simple. It's simply faith hears. Romans 10, 17, you know the scripture very well. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it, but it, you know, it's, it's not just hearing anything. It, it's, it's specifically hearing God's word, right? So, I, and we could say it like this. It, it's, it's faith comes by, by hearing the word of God or, or, or simply what is God speaking to me? And, and we want to get in his word, in his book, and find out what is it that he's speaking to me. And again, God is primarily going to speak to us through his word. And again, I know this is, is elementary, but I'm going to put some spins on this as we get going into it, but we've got to lay the foundation here. Um, but, but through his word, he's generally speaking to you about, about broad, general things. You know, he's, he doesn't have in here where you're supposed to go to work, who you're supposed to marry, um, you know, where you're supposed to go to college, all those different things. It's unfortunate that it's not in there. It'd make life a whole lot easier. But again, we want to walk by faith not by sight. That would make it a lot easier, but it would take the whole faith realm out of things. Amen? The second way he speaks to us is, is really by his spirit. So again, we, we, can, we can have God speaking to us through his word, but, it, but he also speaks to us through his spirit or by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Say this, say, God is in me. God is in you. Amen? So 1 Thessalonians 5.23, you know it. It says, we are spirit, who, who have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in this body. That's, that's how we walk around and, and, and operate and whatnot. And we are created in the image of God. And he is, you know, God the Father. He's seated on the throne. His son, Jesus Christ, we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday where, where he was raised from the dead, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. He's going to come back again. But right now, that's where he's at. He's seated in that place of authority. And then the Holy Spirit, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in, in, in you. 
And so how do you talk to God? You talk to God the Father through his son Jesus, and he communicates back to you. The Father communicates back to you through his spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And that's our, our comforter, our guide, our, our helper. And that's how the whole thing works. So again, he speaks to us through his word, but he also speaks to us by his spirit. Amen? And, and that's where he gets more specific on things. You know, maybe where it is that you're going to live. You know, who it is that you're supposed to marry. Who, you know, uh, you know all these various details that, that aren't necessarily in the Word of God, but, but peace can be our guide if you've got two different choices. And, and again, that's how you hear the Holy Spirit. You hear Him by spending time with God, by reading His Word, and, and, and again, just spending time with Him. And, and that's how, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to download things to your spirit. Remember, we talked on, on Sunday about how David was a man after God's own heart. That, that God's heart beat and David's heart beat right along with it. He said, he's a man after my own heart. And again, that's how it is with us. The Holy Spirit lives in us and, 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 it, and our spirit operates right along with it. But we've got to be able to hear both. We've got to hear the, the word of God and, and the spirit of God. And, and, and why is that? What's Pastor Mike always say? Faith begins where the will of God is known, right? Faith begins where the will of God is known. So in hearing... You're going to gain knowledge and, and, and of what God has to say about your specific situation, and more importantly, how God is going to, to bring this, these things to pass in your life, how he's going to help you navigate through if, if you're dealing with sickness or you know, maybe it's a financial issue or relation, relational issues or whatever it is, you, know, you, you hear from the Spirit and, and you hear from God's Word, and again, he gives you insight, and we walk by faith on a daily basis not by sight. And, and once you have the will of God, then you can be certain. You can be anchored in that, and that's when you can flow and move forward. Otherwise, you're just haphazardly moving around. You know, you're, you're asking various people, you know, questions. You're, you're going out on Google and, and, and finding out answers and whatnot. And again, that brings confusion. But the Word of God brings clarity, amen, and it brings peace into our lives. Because again, he's always, he's standing at the end of our lives. He's just, he's trying to bring us down the path. It's just we're the ones that get hard-headed and don't always want to listen and, and, and go the way that he wants us to go. But with a word of faith, sometimes here's where we can get in trouble. Because, you know, when we have adversity come, sometimes we've got word in us and we just want to start shotgunning scriptures out. Amen? Rather than, than going to God first and spending time first with him and finding out what is his word on this specific situation and what avenue would he take you through to, to deliver you or, 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 or to bring answered prayer, to bring victory in that specific situation. So again, faith comes by hearing. We first have to go to God because he's a relational God. He wants to spend time with us. It's not you know, just, just walking around and cherry-picking scriptures out and just start quoting them out. No, it's going to him first and finding out his will and, and his ways uh, you know, on that certain thing. Otherwise, we can get stuck in that rut. You know, For healing, for instance, we get stuck in a rut of one way of God doing things, but he can do things many different ways. Amen? Turn, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 8 through 9. I, I, I love this passage of Scripture. Again, we don't want to get stuck in a rut. We don't want to get in a routine of just one way of doing things. So Isaiah 55, verse 8, in the New Living, it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. This is God speaking. His thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. Now, the awesome thing is, is, is as we spend time with God and in his word and, and listening to his spirit and, and walking with him, our thoughts started to become like his thoughts. Remember, David is, was, was called a man after God's own heart. Again, as he spent time with God, his thoughts started to become just like God's thoughts. So again, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. 
and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So God's given us imagination, but again, he has different ways that he brings things to pass. Verse 9, it says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Say, God has a way. He's always got a way. In, in every circumstance in your life, he's always got a way out. He's got a, always got a way to victory. But again, it might not make sense when you try to reason it out. But again, he's always got a way. So let's look at some examples. We'll, we'll talk about healing here specifically tonight. And, and, and again, faith comes by hearing, right? So when we're talking about healing, and it could be any example. Again, it could be finances. It could be relationships. It could be all these different avenues. But we'll look specifically at, at, at healing, you know, and, and different avenues, how God uses or, or, or how God heals us, basically. So it, the first avenue is, is simply the laying on of hands. If you turn in your Bibles to John chapter 8, uh, you know, he's talking here about when he heals the leper. And so this is the laying on of hands. And, and this is Jesus in action here. It says, Behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, he said this, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Chapter 8, verse 3, it says, And Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched him, saying, I will be clean. So he said, I am willing. And he, and he laid out his hand and, 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 and laid hands on him and he said, Be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So that's the laying on of hands. Another example of, of Paul on the island of Malta. If you turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 28. You know, Paul was a prisoner at this time. And, and, and the ship got wrecked. And, and they landed on the, the island of uh, Malta. And they're, they're up by the campfire, if you remember it. And he throws a stick in there. And what happens? A viper comes out and it, it bites his hand. And they're looking around and they're thinking, karma. You know, this guy must be a murderer. The, the snake bit him. So it's, you know, his life's going to be required of him. Well, then he ended up living through that snake bite. Well, then they thought he was a god, right? So we pick it up in, in Acts chapter 28, verse 8. It says this, And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. That's the, kind of the tribal leader. Uh, so his father was sick. And Paul went into him and he prayed, and here you go, he laid his hands on him and he healed him. Who healed him? God did, right? But Paul laid hands on him and that's where the power of God went through him by the, by the laying on of hands. And that as a result of that, the whole tribe, everybody got healed that, that was sick. Amen? And, and Pastor Vicky always talks about healing as the dinner bell of salvation. When you have signs and wonders and miracles and, and people getting healed, that doesn't save anybody but it rings the bell and it, and it brings people in because, again, people, you know, they're infatuated with the supernatural. But they should be infatuated with the supernatural inside the Word of God, not the supernatural out there. Amen? Amen. And the third example of, of laying on of hands is, is about us. Mark chapter 16, and you can just listen along. You know this well. It's, it's the very final thing that, that Jesus said before he ascended up and, and, and went up to heaven. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. Are you a believer in here today? It says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Let's bring out the snakes, huh? No, I, I, I would literally be out of here if, if we brought out snakes. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. And here we go. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. So we've got Jesus here, we've got Paul here, and then we've got you here as a believer. Three different avenues, you know, or, or three different uh, people, you know, types that, that lay hands on the sick, and the sick recovered. Look at your neighbor and say, be healed, be healed. in Jesus' name. 
I'm telling you what, if, if you're out there, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be equipping one another up to go out and do the work of the ministry. I, I remember at the gym one time where a, a gal came in and, and uh, she's a, a great instructor here in town and I've, I've known her for many years. She, her oldest daughter is, is the same age as Noah and uh, this was probably eight, ten years ago, somewhere around there and she came in to buy some, some supplements and and I remember talking to her, her name's Amy. I said, uh, she, she wasn't running at the time, and she's a huge runner. She had this, this big goiter, you know, this big growth on the side of her leg. And, and I remember right away, the Holy Spirit was like, you need to pray for her. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to pray for her. Like, what if something doesn't happen, right? You know, I mean, you know, you know the drill. But it's, it's God who heals. And so we had, uh, in the gym at that time, we had these partitions. And, and so I took her back around the, the partition, and, and it was her and, and her daughter, JC. I think JC was maybe 10, 12 years old, somewhere around there. And uh, I just said, I said, Amy, the, the Lord's just, you know, impressing on my heart to pray with you. And she's a believer. I, I actually led her to the Lord uh, the first week that, that I was out of prison, that, that I ended up going back to work at the gym. Um, I was making like 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, Lord, how in the world is this going to work? And on that Friday, her and I had a conversation. I ended up leading her to Christ. And it was confirmation to me that I was back in where I needed to be. So anyway, she's in the gym. And, and I said, hey, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to pray over your knee. And, and so we went back behind the partition, her and I and, and her daughter. And I just, I knelt down and, you know, again, it was just like this. In the name of Jesus, be healed. And literally right before our eyes, it, it didn't go completely flat, but it was so noticeable that her daughter literally fell back on the chair. And her daughter started almost like hyperventilating and almost getting nauseous because she was just like, so blown away. That, that, that's the supernatural, amen? And we don't have to, it's not weird or spooky, it's, it's God, amen? But again, we're to be out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So again, if you are in a situation like that, it's just be healed in the name of Jesus. It's, it's that power that heals. It's not us, it's God, amen? But he needs a vessel with which to work through, amen? Amen. amen. I remember, you know, uh, when Travis came here, what, you know, 12, 13 years ago, you know, it doesn't always have to be a bunch of fireworks and whatnot. You know, uh, you know he was battling addiction and, and whatnot, and, and we had a, a luncheon afterwards, and he stayed for that. And I remember he, the pastors were just getting ready to leave, and, and I said, hey, my friend needs prayer. And they didn't know what the situation was and, and whatever, so we went out in the hallway of that, that koinonia room downstairs. And, and I remember I thought, like, you know, Pastor Vicky prayed, and, and they asked him a couple questions, but nothing in depth or whatever, and they prayed, and they left. And I kind of thought, well... <laughs> You know, that, that was no big deal. But at that moment, later on, he said it felt like 10,000 pounds was, was lifted up off of him, amen? And his life was forever changed. So again, it's just praying the prayer of faith, laying hands on somebody, and that's one avenue that God can heal, amen? Many different ways, many different ways to deliver and whatnot, as we'll, we'll see here, but that's just one avenue. And I, my point here is, 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 is if God has healed you a certain way, a lot of times we want to go back to that way and, and redo it again. You kind of have your go-to thing that you've, you've got there. But again, his ways are higher than our ways. He's got many different avenues that this thing is going to work. The second way, another example is the anointing with oil and praying the prayer of faith. James chapter 5, if you want to turn there. The anointing of oil and praying the prayer of faith. So it's awesome. The believers lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And here's another way. James chapter 5, verse 14, it says this. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing them, him with oil in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Again, it's Jesus. It's God that does the raising up. But again, we are called to do the anointing and, and to pray that prayer of faith. You know, I remember um, it was probably six weeks ago or so where, where Trissa was battling 
you know, some, some things as far as, you know, going on in her body and whatnot, and, and uh, pastors were out of town, or I, I think it was when they were moving. I can't remember. They weren't here on a, on a Sunday morning, so I was sharing, and right before service, Hank said, hey, the Lord, you know, just spoke to me to, to have an elder lay hands on, on Trissa after service and anoint her with oil. Would you mind doing that? And I was like, yeah, sure. So after service, Melissa and I went down and, and, uh, and, and just prayed over her, prayed the prayer of faith, and, and it wasn't some instantaneous thing, but again, you know, that, that was an avenue, and, and, and Trissa's husband, Hank, you know, heard from the Holy Spirit, and again, told her that this was an avenue that, that God wanted to use. You know, she's, she's a mature believer. She knows how to stand on the Word. She knows how to, you know, um, um, take healing and, and, and receive healing and whatnot, but again, God spoke to her to use that way in this specific instance. Amen? So we've got the anointing with oil. Another way is, is simply, I mentioned, standing on the Word of God. It's, it's going into the Word of God. And just finding scriptures, you know, on healing or, or again, whatever it is that you're battling with that bear witness with you. It's so easy to do nowadays. I mean, you can online concordances, you can simply even Google, you know, healing scriptures. There's going to be 50 or 100 scriptures pop up and, and read through those and, and find a handful that, that pop out with, you know, to you. That's, that's hearing. That's faith coming by hearing because, again, you're looking at the Word of God and you're seeing what, what is being quickened up in your spirit, what, what's coming alive to you, and then simply write those out. And then the second step we'll talk about in a moment, we start meditating on those. But, but that's how you stand on the Word of God. But again, first of all, you've got to get in the Word and find out what God says about your specific situation and, and, and instance or hear what He says about it. And again, then you have something to anchor your faith to. Amen? Very scriptures for healing. 1 Peter 2.24, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You don't have to go there. Just, just listen for a minute. Matthew 8.17, it says, you know, Jesus took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. Again, those are various scriptures you can stand on. But I know I, I fall in that rut a lot of times when I get a headache or something. I have my go-to scriptures, which is fine because it's in me. But God always has fresh manna for us. It's, it's going back into the Word of God and, and reading it with our own two eyes. Not just, not just saying it out of our mind, but again, we want to see it with our eyes so it's deposited into our heart and then out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks, right? Faith is in the heart, amen? So again, that's, that's, that's where this all comes from and, and, and is all tied in together. So we've got laying on of hands, anointing of oil, we've got standing on the Word. Then we've got obedience. Turn with your, me and your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 5, and this is the story of Naaman. And so Naaman was a, a general in the army. He was, you know, an awesome general. The, the king loved him at the time. However, Naaman had been afflicted with leprosy. And, and back then, leprosy was a, a death sentence, you know, and there, there was no overcoming it. So in 2 Kings chapter 5, uh, verse 9 in the New Living, that's where we pick up this story. So he's basically going and, and uh, you know, asking for, uh, for healing. So it says, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and he waited at the door of Elisha's house. So we went, he went and found the prophet is what happened here. Verse 10, it says, but Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. So Elisha didn't go out himself. He sent a messenger out to him with this message. And he said to Naaman, go out and wash your, uh, yourself seven times in the Jordan River. He said, then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. Verse 11, it says, but Naaman became angry and he, and he stalked away. Here's what he said. He said, I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected. See, he was in a rut. 
He, he expected, you know, God to heal him a certain way. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord as God and heal me. You know, just some grand thing going on because, you know, Naaman thought he was pretty high of himself, you know, that, that big general and whatnot. Verse 12, it says, aren't the rivers of D- Damascus or the Abana or, or the far part? I mean, where do they get these? You know, the, uh, uh, the Big Sioux River, better than any of the rivers in Israel. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? You think about that. We're always trying to make this gospel, this word of God, way more difficult and complicated than what it is. Love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If these relationships are off, it's because this relationship is off. Amen? Make it simple. So you should certainly obey him. And when he simply says, go and wash and be cured. 14, so Naaman went down to the Jordan River. I'm sure he had a horrible attitude, right? And he dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to, to find the man of God. They stood before him. So now he changes his attitude, right? He, 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 he becomes obedient because that's, that's this case here. It's being obedient to, to what the word of God or, or what the man of God or, or whoever it is that speaks into your life. It's being obedient to that. And, and he you know, goes back and he says, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. So once again, the dinner bell got rang for healing. Amen. But again, we've got all these different ways, laying on of hands, anointing with oil, standing on the word of God, and then obedience. So he was being disobedient, but once he got obedient, he received his healing. Amen? Amen? Final way, and there's multiple different ways, but God may be speaking you to change your, your lifestyle, change your habits. You know, and, and you know, if you're, you're battling different diseases or, or various ailments, it, it might be him saying, hey, you need to get more sleep or you need to be more hydrated or, you know, you need to get healthier or, or whatever. You've got some action step that you need to do. It's not even something in the word of God that you need to go do. It's something you personally need to do. Amen? And God, the Holy Spirit will lead you in and, and direct you into that. I know the Holy Spirit was, was ministering to me not too long ago about, I don't have the best sleep, so it was about reducing my, my caffeine. Now, I could have went in and confessed all the scriptures I wanted to, but I'm trying to override what God has already spoken to me by his spirit. And so I just, you know, I cut down and started drinking it earlier in the day, and, and you know, it, it hasn't changed completely yet. But again, you know, it, I just got to get obedient because I don't want to cut the stuff completely out if I'm just be, being real honest here. Amen? Amen. You know, when I, when I hurt my back in the gym uh, five, six weeks ago, you know, it, it, was, it was definitely confessing the word of God and so forth, but I also did what I knew to do. Knew to do. I iced my back, went to the chiropractor, I stretched, I, I, I foam rolled, I, I took it easy for a while, did all of that stuff, and, and obviously prayer was in the beginning of that. Amen? Amen. But again, we don't want to get stuck in a rut. You know, thinking every time you, you've got you've to travel around and have this man or, or this woman of God lay hands on you, and that's the only way that God's going to heal you. Amen? Just like Travis being down in, in the coin era, and I'm talking facing real giants in his life, and instantly deliverance came. Amen? Amen? Trav, God was speaking to me about when you go out to those, uh, um, the treatment center, that you do the same thing for those guys out there. Amen? That same thing that happened for you will happen for them. Amen? But you've got to step up and do it. And that's with all of us. We're all, all called to be out and doing the work of the ministry. 
Amen? What you've been delivered from and healed from, you go out and find other people as well. Amen? So again, I, I, I'm bringing this around to talk about not, not, not being ro- uh, rutted into one thing, but again, being rooted in the Word of God so you can find out exactly how He wants to do things with you. And remember this, it's all coming from the same source, right? But he's got multiple different avenues. But the source is God. Whether it's laying on of hands, anointing with oil, being obedient, standing on the word, or, or changing your lifestyle, it's all God that does the healing. Amen? But faith comes by hearing. And God wants to be your father. He wants to spend time with you. Amen? But again, it's, it's, it's not just... My point in all of this is it's not just having something happen and we just randomly shotgun things out. It's going to him first and spending time with him and finding out, hey, what avenue? What's the strategy? How do we work this? Not just with healing, again, with every area of your life, your business, your career, your relationships, all this different stuff. He has the answers to all of those things. Amen? But it's spending time with him to find out what he's telling you specifically to do. Because remember, faith begins where the will of God is known. And once we know his will, that, that's like an anchor. Now we're clear. Now we can move forward and, and, and we, can, we can remove all the other chaos and we can be certain that as long as we stay steadfast. Remember when we talked about bulldog faith? We, we sink our teeth into this thing and we continue to move forward until we see on the outside what it is that God has put on the inside of us. Amen? The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Right? The evidence of things not seen, but you've got to find that substance first. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So what do you do with this part of it? And I'm spending the most time on, on this one because I think this is where we get the most off. We, we want to skip over to step three. Step one is faith come by hearing, and we'll, we'll talk about step two, which is meditation. Step three is acting. We always want to go right into action, and it's great to be a person of action. But again, when you're a mature believer especially, and you've been coming to, to Faith Family Church for many years, and you know the Word of God, sometimes it's like we want to skip step one and two and go right to step three and assume God is going to do you know, for you now what, what, the way he did it for you before, but he might have a different avenue for you this time, so you have a different testimony. Amen? Does that make sense? So what do you do with this? You, you, first of all, you seek the heart of God. It's that simple. God, you know, Holy Spirit, I, I, I missed it. You know, if, it, if something's taking you longer than you perceive that it should be taken, go to him. Spend time with him. Hey, I, I missed it somewhere. God's always on time. He never misses it, but a lot of times we miss it. We didn't maybe hear from him, or, or again, we just went out haphazardly and, and whatnot, and, and, and man, your heart is genuine. It's pure. You're, 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 you're believing. You're, you're doing what you believe and, and, and think you know to do, but again, if you're just a little bit off, God will show you where you can correct things, get back on track, and that answer to prayer will come that much faster. Amen? That's the goal here. Amen? So again, step one is faith comes by hearing. Elementary step. But it's like, are we doing it? Step two is, is faith meditates. What does it meditate on? It meditates on what we hear. What we hear from the word of God or what we hear from the spirit of God speaking to us. Amen? And meditation, it's, it's a process and, and it's a lifestyle. Remember, we walk by faith or we live by faith. It's a lifestyle. And, and again, meditation is the process of, of how faith, you know, gets rooted into our heart, and, and it's that process that, that, that comes to us over time. John chapter 15 and, and verse 7, it says this in the Amplified. John 15, 7 says this. It's Jesus talking. It says, if you live in me, so Jesus is saying, if you live in me, 
which means abide vitally united to me. Again, a man or woman after God's own heart. We want to abide in Jesus. And my words remain in you. That's a key word, remain in you. They're, they're continuing in you. And, and it goes on to say, and continue to live in your hearts. Where is faith found? It's in our heart, right? So my words remain in you and they continue to live in your hearts. You will ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. So how do you get God's word into you? You hear the word and then you meditate on it. What, what, what does that word meditate on? It means, means that we chew on it. We, we, we spin it around. We, we think on it. And, and eventually it's going to drive from our head down into our heart. Amen. You think about, you know, maybe it's somebody that, that, that's got an anger problem. You go into the Word of God, and, and maybe the scripture pops out. It says, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And so you, you, you start reading that scripture over and over and over, and it's, it's in your mind, first of all, but then finally it gets driven down into your spirit. And, and what happens? Then, you know, situations come up where you're getting ready to fly off the handle. You know, you're at a stoplight or, or whatever it is that, that usually triggers you and sets you off. But what comes rising up? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. It's changing you, amen? And that's what we want, that, that, that meditation. So faith comes by hearing, and then we meditate on it, and that's what begins to change us. Remember the parable of the sower? The seed of the word of God gets sown into the good heart, and then that, good, that, that word takes root in there, and that begins to change things. And we walk by faith and not by sight. And then your walk and your lifestyle looks completely different than it used to. But that's a process of time. Meditation is a process, but it's a lifestyle. And you know this. I asked pastor this years ago. I was like, you know, do you ever wake up one day and you've arrived? Like, like you know, your, your faith's strong enough? And he's like, absolutely not. It's, it's forever. And I was like, well, I guess at least I know now. You know, it's like fitness or it's like your relationships. You have to constantly work on it. You know, and, and it's this slow process. But boy, the second you put any of it down, it seems like it, it cuts off overnight, doesn't it? I think Jerry Seville said it's, it's like paddling upstream. You know, you're in a canoe and, and the canoe's going downstream and then you're paddling upstream and you're working hard and you're working the word and, and doing everything. And man, and you look over to the side, you look how far you've got. So you're like, I'm going to take a rest. So you put the paddle down and, and you rest for a while and then you look back up and you're right back where you started. But again, it's just recognizing that. Amen? Recognizing that it is a process, that it is a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle. Amen? I remember, you know, another form of, of meditation is, is uh, and this can get into action as well, but I remember back in, I think it was around 2014, um, I, you know, in, in business, we were building businesses at the time, and, you know, our boys were obviously a lot smaller and, and so forth, and we were believing God to move into a different house. We, you know, Melissa had a vision to, to have an acreage. Like, I don't really care, but, you know, I always ask Melissa, hey, you know, what's the vision for the future here? And I had a business coach that always wanted us to, to uh, go five to 10 years out. And, and so right away when I said that, she goes, oh, I know exactly. I want to live out on an acreage somewhere, be able to look out back and, and see our boys out there playing together and, and, and whatnot. She had a, a clear vision on what it is that, that she wanted. And I was like, all right. So, you know, we, we prayed about it, you know, first thing, go in, and seek God's heart. And then, and then we started meditating on it. What did that mean? We, we had a dream back then, Cherry Lake out on, on the west side was complete dirt. There wasn't a single house out there at that time. And that was what we felt like our desire was to, to so we put our faith out there, and, and so what did we do? We went out there, and we used to drive around. We'd, we'd go on date nights, and we'd drive through there and, and just look and kind of dream. We'd imagine. See, your imagination was given to you by God, right? 
See, the world perverts things, but, but God gave us our imagination. But again, we would go out there and we'd dream and, and we imagine, and then houses starting to go up out there. And, and then I remember asking a, a buddy of mine to come out and look at a couple different lots because he, he's better at vision, you know, envisioning things. And he said, you know, this lot would be better than that one and, and whatnot. And for whatever reason, we ended up kind of just shelving it. And then I remember it was, it was January, because, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was January. And I remember being in the gym and, and I was working out and I just had this thought. It had probably been five or six months since we had talked about it, and I had this thought, like, go, go look online and, and, and get on Zillow and, and see if there's any houses for sale. And I hop on there, and, and this one just, just, like, popped out. You know, and I remember calling the realtor, and, and uh, it was blizzarding out. Again, the middle of January, I said, hey, you know, famous last words to a salesman, right? I'm not in a hurry. We're not really looking at buying right now. However, I see this house, and, and you know, it, it looks like something that might fit you know, what Melissa and I are looking at. And of course, he was like, hey, we'll go out there right now. I'm like, dude, it's, it's blizzarding out. You know, it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, so on Tuesday, we set up a, an, an appointment and went out there, and it was crazy. You know, we walked in the living room, and I literally, you know, looked around. And again, I'm not very good with, like, envisioning things and, and like, like, envisioning this. I see it once it's done. It's, it's awesome. But again, I'm not the guy to, to put the thing together. However, when I stepped into that house and looked around, it was like literally God built it for us. It would have been the exact thing we would have put together had we sat down with pen and paper and dreamed this thing out. Amen? So again, we, we, we meditated on that for a while. We, we heard from God, you know, and, and stood on the Word of God, but then we went out and, and in that meditation process, and, and over the course of time, we ended up, you know, moving out to that house. It was a blessing, and I remember one day, I'll never forget it, I think it was that summer, looking out the back window, and there's Noah, Nick, and Max out playing in the yard, just like she had envisioned a few years prior to that. Amen? Faith works. And it's not just for stuff and things, but it's for whatever it is that you're believing God for. Amen? The word works. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified, you know, you know the scripture well, but here's what it says. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams. So we had a dream and we thought we were going to live out on Cherry Lake, but God actually had something better for us. He knew exactly what it is that we needed, but again, we had to put our faith in motion. We heard the word, we started meditating on the word, and then the third step here is we start acting on the word. Amen? So step three is, is faith acts. And again, you're people of action. That's awesome. But we can't skip over step one and step two and jump right to step three. So, so the gist of all of this is, is how to get your prayers answered, how to, how to make sure to examine that you're in faith and you're not just in presumption or, or, or mental assent and just assuming that, that you know better than God knows. Amen? So it might be slowing down to speed up at pulling over and, and just spending time with the Lord and, and just asking him again, Holy Spirit, did I get off somewhere? And you've got that soft, fertile, fertile soil. You repent and, and say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to listen now and whatever it is that you have for us, that's the direction that we're going to go. So what's number one? Hearing, right? So we go hearing, then we go meditating on what we hear, and then really the byproduct of that is action. That's, that's going to naturally happen if you've heard the word, you're meditating on the word, and these three are joined together, and then what happens? You begin confessing the word of God because it's in you. It's like the old adage of the, the ketchup bottle. When that thing gets squeezed, what comes out? Ketchup, right? What's in you is what's going to end up coming out of you. The, the, the word, you hide the word in your heart. 
Amen? And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's the direction that you're going to go into. So it's like you get back to healing here. You know, I, I, a lot of times pastors will ask the question, like, what scripture are you standing on? Or where, where's your faith at? You know, and, and again, if you're brand new and you don't know, that's totally fine. But if you've been doing this a while, you should have a scripture or two or three that you're standing on because that's what anchors your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It comes from the word of God, amen? And it begins where the will of God is known. So another caution thing is, is that we don't just use faith lingo, Right? You know, it's, it's, this isn't a country club where you just come in and you learn how people, you know, speak and act and all this various stuff. That's coming out of our mind. Again, we need to be, have the word deposited into our hearts and be meditating on that word. So what comes out, you know, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That's how it all works. But again, we've got to be depositing the word of God in our heart. You know, a lot of people say, hey, I'm believing God for this or that. What, what does that even mean? I'm believing him. So, so what are you concretely doing to take you from where you're at to where it is that you want to go, from, from, from where you're at right now to victory? And, and again, you should have some word you're standing on or, or you know, a word from God or, or whatever it is that you're concretely standing on. So again, we're word people here. I'm not diminishing confession whatsoever. We need to confess the word of God out of our mouths. But again, it, it doesn't just come out of our heads. It's got to come out of our hearts. I think about, you know, as a parent, like, like with kids, imagine like, you know, God, if again, we just step over to, to uh, the third step of, of right away acting on it. You know, I, I was thinking about the boys, they, they wanted a PlayStation 5, uh, is it 5 now, PS5, is that where we're at, 10, I don't, I don't even know, it's at that point. We just ended up buying one, amen, but uh, they, they had been believing God for a while and Noah was actually going to go out and buy one himself, but, uh, you know, I, I think about that, like, like, like what if my son came to me and just started confessing things. God, or, you know, if he said, not God, but dad, if he said, hey, you know what, the Bible says, or you say, if I believe with my heart, and, and you know, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess here that, that uh, you know, whatsoever things you des- I desire, when I pray, believe I receive them, and I'll have them. So I desire a PS5. And so he just comes up every time, dad, I believe I receive a PS5. Dad, I thank you for the PS5. You know, just over and over and over. Every time I see him, he gives me a knock and, and dad, I believe I'm receiving. I'm thanking you for it. I mean, how awkward is that? <laughs> Seriously, think about it. But isn't that what we do so many times with God? What about him coming and just spending time with me first? And we just communing together and, and, and enjoying one another's fellowship and, and, and company and whatnot. And then, and then you know, if, if I, I'm not God, but, if, you know, if, if I was God in his life and the Bible says delight thyself in the Lord and he, he'll give you the desires of your heart, God knows your desires. And it's nothing wrong with, with sharing your desires that you have a desire for a PS5 or a house or a, a vehicle or, or healing or, or whatever it is. But again, it comes through communion first. Amen. Amen? Not just going and just confessing random things or commanding God worse yet. Again, confession is not a problem, but again, it's just in context here. And really think about the things that we do. So when we say, I'm believing God, make sure that you're really in belief with this. Amen? So confessing the word, standing your ground. You know this scripture well. Ephesians chapter 6 says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 13, it says, Therefore, take up, uh, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, which means resist in the evil day, 
and having done all to stand. So that third one of acting, we confess the word, we stand our ground, and we praise God. We talked a lot about that with, with King David, who was a man after God's own heart. And again, action is very important. But first, we've got to hear the word of God. We've got to hear from him. Amen. And that, that's what I'm hammering on tonight here is, is just really spending time with him. Not just cherry picking scriptures out and, and, and shotgunning things around. Again, that's all important. But again, we first have to hear from him. Amen. So faith comes by hearing. It meditates on the word. And then it acts on that word. So the question is, is, is have, if you've examined yourself tonight, are you in the faith? And if you're not, totally fine. You get back on track. Again, you go to the Holy Spirit, you ask him, God, you, I did, you didn't miss it, but I've missed it somewhere. And where can I get back on track and, and begin to, to get back on track with your word? Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.